So today I'm sitting under the most incredible starry sky on one of the few places I suspect on this planet where you can see the stars coming right down to the horizon on a 360 degree rotation. It's quite spectacular. Milky Way above my head. The moon isn't going to rise until about three in the morning so we have these stars to enjoy all night. The wind which has dogged us for the last three days has dropped finally and now it's complete calm. The team are sitting around the fire. I've just stepped into the shadows to report to record this podcast. But today we've done over uh, 200 miles or 200 kilometers rather off-road. Um, gravel, huge flat gravel plains um, interspersed with big fingers of sand some of which are very soft we got stuck a couple of times having to get the sand ladders and shovels out um, everyone pushing behind um, but but you know we, we, we've made pretty good progress and we're probably about 30 to 40 kilometres away from where we'd hoped to be today so we, we made um, pretty good progress really Um We've wound the clock forward 15 years in Philby's life because we've left that 1917 route to the north of us and we've headed south into the northern end of the Empty Quarter Desert, the biggest sand desert on earth. Because in in 1930-31, Philby made the mistake of asking Ibn Saud for permission to become the first European to cross the biggest sand desert on earth and Ibn Saud denied him that permission he just said wait one more winter please we have lots to do in various parts of the country and that 12 month delay cost Philby the crown that he so um, desired he once wrote to his wife on on hearing that someone else had stolen that crown um, he wrote apologizing to his wife Dora for this beastly obsession which has so completely sidetracked me for the best years of my life. Uh, he went into a depression on hearing the news that Englishman Bertram Thomas had successfully crossed the empty quarter from the south. Uh, Thomas, unlike Philby, didn't ask for permission, didn't seek the support of the king, uh, did his quietly, uh, without the uh, knowledge of Sultan Taimur in Omani, set off from Salala in uh, December 1930 and reached Doha in the early part of February 1931. And so he became the first person to cross the biggest sand desert on earth. On hearing that news, Philby reputedly locked himself in a room for a week, uh, muttered obscenities and refused to come out. But he went on to do the most extraordinary uh, of journeys. And, and Thomas came and went four or five years in the region. Um, Thesiger came and went, but as, as we've already said, um, what defines Philby from those other explorers is the fact that he devoted his entire life after 1917 to Arabia and became an absolute scholar of everything connected to Arabia. So it was really, it was that journey of 1917 that, that for which Philby was awarded the Founders Medal by the Royal Geographical Society. But the journey, I think, for which he was held in the greatest regard was his own crossing of the empty quarter. Not from south to north like Thomas, but from east to west. Um, much harder, uh, against the grain of the sand, so up and over the dunes instead of going along the valley bottoms. 
it was just much tougher. You knew Thomas Thomas's achievement was extraordinary to be the first to do anything. You're walking into terra incognita, and there's only one person can ever do that. Uh, but Philby's journey was um, much much tougher. Um, on he on hearing the news of Thomas, he locked himself in the room. He continued to ask the king for permission, and then finally in December. 1931 um, the king gave um, Philby permission Philby travelled immediately to Hofuf in the eastern province where we visited that we visited a couple of days ago and in dismal fog uh, for which the region is renowned on Christmas Day December the 25th 1931 Philby set off with 14 men 32 camels and three months worth of supplies um, and he found immediate spiritual contentment in the sands uh, his spirits rose, the spirits of his fellow travellers sank um, because he was a hard man to please. He pushed his men incredibly hard and it was after about 40 days where things came to a head. Um, they considered him completely inconsiderate. He considered them completely faint-hearted. Uh, but there was much, much negotiation. It, it only became uh, apparent months afterwards that that um, the men, his, his travelling colleagues... Um, had discussed the situation and ha had he not been travelling under the protection of the king to save themselves, they would have murdered him. But uh, Philby, travelling under the protection of the king, continued his journey. And uh, 66 days after setting off um, on March the 14th, um, 1932, uh, Philby arrived in Salail, a, a community in the southwest part of the the empty court of the Rubalkhali. And, and in Salail, they hadn't seen a foreigner, a, a non-Arab, for 14 years. He was the first person in 14 years to be there. Um, so an, in, an incredible journey, really. Um, 400 miles between known waterholes. An extraordinary, an extraordinary commitment. We've been on his trail today. We visited a well. Um where he reputedly watered his, his camels. Um, the wells are now completely um, full of sand and uh, and have been abandoned, the drifting sand. The Bedou no longer really inhabit the sands in the way that they did when Philby was here. Their lives have changed. Electricity has bought air conditioning wealth from oil has bought roads so the empty quarter is emptier really than it's ever been so a lot of those wells that Philby depended on on his incredible journeys uh, now no longer uh, ex exist but there were times when you read Philby's notes which we've been reading today it's quite extraordinary um, his Bedou companions wanted to ride through the night because it was cooler and they could use the stars like we can now. Every star in the sky is incredibly visible. You can see Cassiopeia there, the North Star, um, Thorea I can see there to the east is pulling up Orion's belt. I can see Sirius, the brightest star in the night sky, rising to the east and all the stars are there to help navigate, um, but Philby didn't want to travel at night. If he did so, he would have not been able to record the landscape through which he travelled. So constant bickering with his, his companions, constant negotiation and, and coming up with solutions. But finally they achieved their goal, but, but, but getting there was incredibly tough. Um, a uh, his notes here in, in front of me, for example, read a, a ride which began at midnight went on with only a short break for, pair, for, for prayer until midday, so 12 hours when they stopped for a drink and a few dates. 
to keep them going. Um, it was the first time that Philby had drunk any water for 250 miles. That's about probably five days. So he hadn't drunk any water for five days and then it was only a sip. The camels were so emaciated that they would pour water into their nostrils just to placate them, a process called, called snuffing. Unsurprisingly, Philby wrote in his notes that he was feeling uh, irresistibly drowsy, unlike his escort. He was not a born uh, camel rider and was unable to to sleep a lot of the Bedouin ride and, and, and in, in a semi sort of dozing state, but he couldn't do that. Uh, Bedouin of, Bedou, the Bedouin often sing as they march, um, but, but, but really that, that singing, uh, according to Philby, had died because they were so absolutely exhausted. Uh, overwhelming desire to sleep, which um, you know just doesn't get you from A to B. So you must push on and push on. Uh, an extraordinary man, and and we will push on tomorrow. Um, we were about thirty, forty kilometres short of where we are aiming for, and and this place was a key point on Philby's major crossing of the empty quarter. He wanted to be the first person to see the lost city of Wabar, uh, today called Ubar. And the Bedou had heard of this city. They were very anxious to take Philby there. Uh, it's mentioned in the Quran, uh, the holy book, uh, as a place of great opulence and wealth that grew so rich that it was struck down by God. And the Bedou felt that they knew the exact location of this Atlantis of the Sands, this fabled city. So Philby was intent on uh, on being becoming the first European to see this. And we are on our way there tomorrow. We should arrive within two hours of uh, setting off from our current camp location.